Welcome back to Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Lez. We'll talk about the Thursday and Friday games of your Anzac round, round eight. Uh, look, we'll start off with the South Sydney Rabbitohs v the Penrith Panthers. Fuck, it was a tough game. It was a really tough game. And credit to the defense, both from South Sydney and from the Panthers. It was a really physical game through the middle. Uh, Brian Toto on that wing. Fuck, he's underrated there. He's so underrated there. No one's talking about him. Uh, he's an absolute meter-eater, chalking up a ton of meters, you know, and giving his side a lot of go forward. A lot of people, you know, draw it back to the forwards. Obviously, Leota had a big game as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of people draw it back to the forwards in the middle for getting this Panthers side on the the front foot, Isaiah Yo and the likes, but Brian Toto is a big part of that as well. He chalks up a lot of meters, especially on those kick returns. I thought personally had a big game in this one, especially when the Panthers were on the front foot. He was getting a lot of meters off those kick returns and just in general as well, busting tackles. He was fantastic. Latrell scored a double in this one. You know, he's been quite good over the past two weeks as well. He's really been in sync, in form, uh, when the South Sydney Rabbitohs are on the front foot. And I thought he was unreal in this game. Unreal. He was great in support play. Uh, some of the balls he threw were fantastic. He looked really, really solid. Uh, Stephen Crichton got a, a hat trick in this one as well. Looked dangerous every time he got the ball, Stephen Crichton. Every time he got the ball. Uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs had scored two tries in the final five minutes uh, You know, to come back in this game as well. I mean, talk about the effort there from the South Sydney Rabbitohs when you thought that they were out of the game. And they tend to do this all the time, the Rabbitohs. All the time. They love to come back late. They love to score late. Two tries in, in the last five minutes of the game, I think, is an unreal effort. So, Nia Taruva for the Panthers. He had nine tackle busts in this game. Uh, it shows you how dangerous that side of the field is there uh, with Sinia Taruva and Stephen Crichton. A super dangerous edge there uh, for the Penrith Panthers. Nine tackle breaks for the game. Uh, Latrell Mitchell ran for 111 metres and had 14 tackle breaks. 14 tackle breaks, scored two tries as well. During the game, he also took his career points tally to 1,003 with two tries and two goals. That is insane. 1,003 points. And what, he's 26, I believe, 26, 27? He's 25 years old. He's 25 years old. He could score a lot more points uh, in the next few years in that time. I mean, far out. It feels like the Troll Mitchell's been around for ages. He debuted when he was quite young for the Roosters, but... You know, it's been, it feels like he's been around for ages. 25 years old, he can do a lot more in that time. It's insane to think how many more points Latrell Mitchell can score if he's already scored 1,003. Uh, and look, especially when he's a goal kicker as well, it just boosts up that tally. Pretty insane there from Latrell Mitchell. The Rabbitohs completed 22 of 24 sets in the first half at 91% compared to the Panthers, 16 from 20 at 80%. And I think that's what's Caught the Panthers a little bit off guard over the past, you know, two weeks. Uh, against Newcastle, they obviously, you know, had a pretty poor completion rate in the first half. And then against the Rabbitohs, only completing around 80%. And it's not usually what we're used to being, used to seeing, sorry, from the Penrith Panthers. And, you know, they're a bit lower on the ladder this week, mainly. And the Broncos are actually at the top of the ladder, which is insane. And, you know, the Hello Sport boys and, and Denon Camp from Bloke in a Bar would be loving this right now. It'd be uh, their cup of tea and nothing really to argue about between them other than who should be first but 
You know, the Panthers, their completion rate, even though it's still pretty high at 80%, is letting them down. You know, they're used to completing around the 85 to 90% range. And to be only completing around 80% or in the low, uh, in the high 70s, sorry, uh, it's not usually what we're used to being, used to seeing, sorry, from the Penrith Panthers. And I think it is letting them down a little bit. It is letting them down. Uh, obviously, Stephen Crichton has scored 10 tries in his past nine games against the Rabbitohs, uh, with obviously, obviously those three tries that he scored um, in this one. Gyro as well. Fuck Gyro was unreal for South. Gyro was unreal. He made a number of telling runs and finished the game with 107 meters from 12 hit-ups, which is pretty damn good. Uh, the Panthers back three of Dylan Edwards, Brian Toto, and Sania Taruva combined for 511 meters from 50 runs. That is insane. Uh, Nathan Cleary came up with 23 tackles for the night, including two telling try savers on Alex Johnston and Latrell Mitchell in the closing minutes. Fuck. Nathan Cleary was unreal in defense. Super, super solid in defense. And I think some of the defensive efforts from the forwards, but particularly from Nathan Cleary, sort of saved the Panthers from losing from even more points. I mean, uh, try savers on Alex Johnston, which, you know, he's prolific for scoring tries. And Latrell Mitchell. It's not every day you've seen, uh, you know, Nathan Cleary stop a try from Latrell Mitchell. So he had a really solid game in defense. In attack as well, he was quite good, you know, laying on a few tries, doing what Nathan Cleary does. Uh, But I thought his defense in this game is really telling in this one as well. And it's an aspect of his game no one really talks about because, you know, everyone's talking about how good his kicks are, how good his attack is, but no one really talks about his defense. And I think that really shined a light this game on his defense. And I think that uh, it was a really solid defensive game from him. Uh, the Rabbitohs last win over the Panthers at a core stadium was a 42 to 14 victory in round 17 of 2017, which is crazy to think about. Uh, Stephen Crichton scored all 18 points for the Panthers. Panthers and had 117 running meters and seven tackle breaks. The Rabbitohs were playing their 200th game at a core stadium as well. What a game of football. What a defensive effort from both teams. You know, the Rabbitohs just too good in the end, you know, and Cody Walker laying on that try for Isaiah Tass was really, really cool to see. Uh, the Rabbitohs, massive effort from them to get a win over the Penrith Panthers. Panthers, as I said, completion rate for me, letting them down a little bit. We're used to seeing the Panthers complete in the low 90s, high 80s, even if that, maybe even high usually, but, you know, to be completing in the low 80s to high 70s, you know, it's a bit concerning for Penrith and it's something they're going to have to look back over. Um, You know, they were very lucky to get the win over Newcastle um, and then, you know, South Sydney as well, getting the win over the Penrith Panthers. Um, It's going to be one to watch. It is going to be one to watch because, you know, this completion rate could let them down against some big teams uh, going into the next few weeks for the Penrith Panthers. Completion rate, something they definitely need to work on before then. For the Penrith Panthers, next week, they go up against the West Tigers, so it should be a win for them in that one. But, you know, going into the next few weeks after that, they really need to work on their completion rate. Now, let's talk about the Friday game, the Broncos v. the Parramatta Reels. Brisbane produced their most clinical first-half performance of the season before fending off a late Eels comeback with 26-16 in Darwin on Friday night. Now, let's talk about these hip drop tackles. Let's get them out of the way. I was really disappointed with some of the calls, really disappointed. And it somewhat doesn't make sense looking back at it now because um, both Hopgood and, you know, uh, Ezra Mann were both sent from the field. Um, Hopgood is not suspended, but Ezra Mann is. Payne Haas was not sent from the field, 
but is suspended. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. There's no consistency here, even from the judiciary after the game. Like, there's no consistency here. How can a player that's been sent not be suspended? Another player that's had the exact same call and been sent for the exact same thing be suspended, and then a guy that doesn't even get sent from the field in the first place gets suspended. It doesn't make sense at all. Look, we understand the crackdown on these hip drop tackles. Some of the hip drop tackles you do see are ugly. Some of the hip drop tackles you do see cause injury. Some of the hip drop tackles you see, though, aren't hip drop tackles. And we, you know, look back over some of the more recent ones, obviously, during this game, we had three of them. Um, You know, I believe the Hopgood one wasn't really a hip drop tackle. People have to understand when you're going up against a front rower and you're you know, a little bit smaller than what the front rower would be, or even a back, you know, uh, when there's a size difference, a weight difference, and someone's running full pelt at you, right? And you want to get them down to the ground, but they're just, they keep they keep charging forward, they're getting more meters, uh, and it's giving them the advantage, right? You want to get them to the ground by any means possible, you know? The only way that you're going to get them to the ground is if you use your weight to get them to the ground. In in some cases, in some cases, that's, you know, realistically how that works. Obviously, there was a, it was a bit unlucky over the past few weeks. We've had a few players injured now with from these tackles. You know, Regan Campbell-Gillard um, is now obviously out with a groin injury for eight to 12 weeks, which is, which weeks, sorry, which is pretty bad. Um, Isaac Thompson from South Sydney, obviously, uh, has been out for the past two weeks uh, with a knee injury. Obviously, was meant to play this weekend, but didn't. What I actually find bizarre is that the players that didn't get injured receiving these hip drop tackles, the, the guys that made those hip drop tackles and the guys that didn't get injured got sent. But the one time where a player gets severely injured from a hip drop tackle, the player doesn't get sent. There's no consistency but there's just no telling of what's right and what's wrong. And, and, and it's, it's almost concerning to the fact that can the match officials even tell what a hip drop tackle is and isn't? I, I, you know, sometimes sit there and go, what the fuck is a hip drop tackle? Because, you know, it sort of changes every week. It changes every week because we're seeing different forms of hip drop tackles. Some players are getting sent. Some players do the exact same thing in a different game or even the same game and don't get sent. And we've had an example of that in this game where I don't think the Hopgood one was a hip drop tackle. I think that the Ezra Mann one was, but I don't think it was too bad. The Payne Haas one wasn't a hip drop tackle. It wasn't a hip drop tackle in, you know, how we've seen hip drop tackles over the past, you know, few games. It definitely wasn't a hip drop tackle, but the player did get injured really badly. It was somewhat of a dangerous tackle. Um, it was unlucky, I think, where Payne Haas did land, especially on that leg, you know, pushing it in a position where, you know, the groin did tear and now he's out for eight to 12 weeks, Regan Campbell-Gillard. Um, but it's going to be really unlucky for the Brisbane Broncos. And I think they've sort of, and I don't, I don't definitely don't want to say that they're leaning towards another team, but, you know, the Parramatta Reels lost. And Hopgood is still allowed to play, even though he was sent from the field for his hip drop tackle. Wasn't hip drop tackle, fair enough, but you know you got to keep consistent. Whereas the Brisbane Broncos won, and Ezra Mam and Payne Haas have both been suspended for one game. It's a little bit concerning when you think about it like that. But at the same time, look, I don't think that even if some were hip drop tackles, they were that bad. I think the Payne Haas one and the Hopgood one weren't hip drop tackles. I think the Payne Haas one 
was obviously pretty bad with, you know, how it looked in slow-mo, but I think it was just unlucky where Payne Haas landed. I think the hop, hop good tackle, sorry, was pretty much all good. I, I didn't really see anything that was that bad about that tackle at all. But if you make a call, if you make a call that it's a hip-drop tackle, you go back a few minutes and you've sent someone to the bin for a hip-drop tackle, you can't not send another player off for doing the exact same thing in your eyes um, you know, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Someone explain it to me. I don't get how you can make the same call for two different players and then send one player off and not send the other one off. I just don't get it. Um, but anyway, look, the Broncos don't take anything away from the Brisbane Broncos here. They fought hard in this game, right to the death of the game as well. Uh, the temperatures in Darwin were 27 degrees uh, and kickoff before a torrential rain hit uh, at half time. You could definitely tell that the wet conditions made a little bit of a difference as well. You know, the Eels, it was very, very hard for them to get back into the game, but I almost feel like the rain helped them a little bit. Um, as well as for the Brisbane Broncos, you know, I don't think they're really used to playing in wet conditions. And, you know, that's when the Eels really started to look like they were coming back in this game. The Eels missed 28 tackles in the opening half. They missed 28 tackles combined in the first half, which is pretty disgusting, to be honest, in defense. Uh, as the Broncos raced to a 22-6 to lead, the Broncos were just dominant in that first half. It was all Broncos in that first half. That Ezra Mam try, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss, that Ezra Mam try, that flick pass. Jeez, that gets you horny for a rugby league. And definitely I was, considering I was two up um, after this game, two from two. Uh, currently six from six, the foreseer of rugby league. But uh, I guess you guys already know that. Anyway, six from eight tries in this game were from kicks as well. So it was very hard to go straight through the middle of both of these teams. The forwards were very solid in defense. Uh, the Broncos completed 90% early. Brisbane's average meters per set was 48.6. I'll read that again. Uh, Brisbane's average meters per set was 48.6, and it was far greater far greater, sorry, than Parramatta's 37.9. So they were making another 10, 11 meters per set compared to the Brisbane Broncos. So I think that's pretty impressive there when you think about it that way. Uh, 48 meters doesn't sound like much, but it definitely is when you're looking at a 100-meter field. It's nearly half the field that they're making per set. Uh, Payne Haas, 175 meters, and Patrick Carrigan, 158 meters, ripped through the Parramatta Reels middle. Loved these guys in attack. They were super dangerous, Payne Haas and Paddy Carrigan. Paddy Carrigan had a blinder for me. Uh, the Eels lost Bailey Simonson, obviously, to, to a Category 1 concussion in the second half before Reagan Campbell-Gillard picked up a groin injury after contact uh, from Payne Haas. Obviously, that hip drop tackle, that was just unlucky where he landed. And Regan Campbell-Gillard being out for the next 8 to 12 weeks rules him out of origin as well, which is massive for the Blues. They've had a few guys ruled out. I honestly think that Tom Trevojevic will be ruled out as well over the next few weeks. Uh, I'll put a post out up about that today if you want to go and have a look at that one. But look, some stats after this game. Brisbane's win over the Eels was there, was only their second in eight games. Including this game, the Eels have only lost at Darwin three times uh, in their NRL history. So that's a pretty... Uh, hectic stat there considering, uh, you know, the form that the Broncos are in at the moment. They obviously were going to get the win, but, you know, they haven't lost at Darwin uh, 
in their NRL history. They've only lost two times uh, in their NRL history at Darwin. So pretty big there for the Broncos to get the win anyway. And look as well, in terms of the players out, obviously Regan Campbell-Gillard out for 8 to 12 weeks. Ezra Mam and Payne Haas out for one game. You know, that's going to be hectic against South Sydney. Fuck that it's going to be hectic going into this weekend against South Sydney. Uh, but I can't wait for it as a South Sydney fan. But, you know, talking from a Brisbane Broncos perspective, it's going to be a very, very big loss having both of those guys out considering how they both played in this game. Payne Haas, 175 metres and Ezra Mam, you know, looking really hot and setting up tries left, right and centre. Uh, but yeah, look, it's going to be very hard for the Broncos losing those two guys going up against an informed South Sydney Rabbitohs team. Well,